Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, everybody, we took this week off, but we're going to share one of our classic episodes. Enjoy. on Infinite Films, brought to you by All Too Real 2 Podcast. Okay, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the All Too Real 2 Podcast. Uh, my name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me as always is my co-host and uh, brother from another mother, uh, Matthew America Turkey Haas. Turkey. Yeah. I like turkey. The country, not sandwich. Oh, I thought you were talking about the food. Well, or my the, lessons do have, have sandwich right now in the lessons of learning Turkish, so then I guess in a way... That is kind of a um, thing. So uh, that's a, that's an ad for Duolingo right there. Yes. If anybody, if Duolingo wants to sponsor our show, yes. I just did a free ad for Duolingo right now. So C learning, yeah. C for Spanish. Yes. That's, that's yes. Da. That's one word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're already you're already learning. So yep. Like right now, biz biz su echeras. What does that mean? I'm not sure, but I think it means um, uh, um, mm, let's see here. We hold on, hold on. this is gonna work. I think we drink water. Let's just see if this works out here. Bizsu Echeres. Yes, I was right. So if I'm ever in Turkey and I need to utter the phrase "we drink water," I know it. Bizsu Echeres, right there. So. That, that's, that's important. That's, that's great. And that brings us to our topic at hand today. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we're venturing down the crisis on Infinite Films. Yeah. Um, Based yes. off the DC crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. But we're uh, doing... A Marvel <laughs> A Marvel movie. But we're just doing, you know, matter. comic book movies here. Be, yeah, DC only, you know. We're, we're covering comic book movies that weren't that well received, <laughs> such as... The movie we watched, which was Shrek has a tizzy. <laughs> oh, wait. No. <laughs> was that what it was called? Yeah. Shrek has a tizzy? And, yeah, and Shrek, um... Shrek is a little perturbed? Yeah. And, oh, God. This movie was boring. And talks a lot. And a lot. And a lot. And a lot. And has a lot of dreams. 
Yes. Lots of dream sequences. So you probably know this from the uh, description on the episode here, which most people probably read before they listen to a... I don't think anybody just stumbled upon this podcast. Um, probably not. We no. are covering the 2003 film Hulk, directed by Ang Lee, starring Eric Bana, Nick Nolte, Jennifer Connelly, and Sam Elliott, and yep. Josh Lucas, yep. among other actors, I'm sure. They were in the movie, right? There yep. were other people. All-star cast mm-hmm. in, in this movie. Yes. And a uh, Academy Award-winning director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe. I don't know. I'm just saying he probably won one once. By now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what, what went wrong here, but um, yeah, something did. I, I see what he was going for here. He was trying to make it more comic book-like. But... Uh, there wasn't as much of the uh, action in an action film that you would want. It's pretty boring. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Two hours and 18 minutes long. Yep. And you probably could have told this whole movie in about maybe 90 minutes or yeah, less. Or less, yeah. Oh, <sighs> God. Uh, <clears throat> so... This is a weird story. All right, so, like, you know the TV show, if you've seen it. Um, I mean, that, that probably took liberties from the comic book. Oh, that was completely well. different than the comic book. Oh, uh, it had nothing to do with the, it at uh, all. The, the, the original, the, the, you're talking about the, the 70s yeah, TV show, yeah. series. Yeah, it, it. I mean, they even changed his name to David Banner because they. Oh. this is honestly the truth from what I've read. The reason that they changed his name to David from Bruce is because they thought the name Bruce sounded gay. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Which would be news to my uh, mom's husband, who's yeah. named Bruce. I, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, that that was the seventies for you, I mm-hmm. guess. But um, but basically, in this movie, his dad works in a lab in like the nineteen sixties or seventies, and. Uh, <coughs> He's doing all these kinds of experiments, like with starfish, like cutting off the the arms of starfish and taking its juice out and creating all these weird potions and concoctions. And he's giving it to Bruce as a child. There's really no explanation as to why he's doing any of this stuff. And then uh, this, the guy at the mil they worked at a military base and lived there. And uh, one of the one of the guys who works for the military, like a sergeant or whatever, he stops the, you know, the work in the lab, just, you know, puts an end to it. And then Bruce's dad completely flips his shit and then churns up a bunch of levers and stuff for radiation, I guess. I don't know. And he goes home and they they put Bruce under a table or I don't know. And then he goes and has a huge argument with his wife slash Bruce's mother in the bedroom for like what feels like five minutes and then there's a bunch of screaming and then Bruce wakes up as an adult no there's like a there's like a whole sequence of him growing up so he's got like a new mother figure and, and then they, by the way his dad's name in the movie is David Banner like on the uh, TV series yeah funny mm-hmm. and then he goes out to college and his, his new mother figure is saying you know, you're all grown up, blah, blah, blah. You never see her at all anymore. It's like he just completely abandoned his, his like, adopted mother, apparently. Or there's no explanation of 
as to what happened to her or anything at all well, in this movie. You know, you don't always hang out with your parents. No, you don't, but you think at some point that you would, like, mention their existence. Like, like he doesn't even... I don't know. And then... Then, flash forward, and he's, like, 30 years old now, and he's working in the lab, doing the same work that his dad was doing, but he doesn't know his dad. So, they're trying to imply that there's, like, some kind of weird connection that he doesn't even know about because he's interested in the same thing his dad was interested in which again is kind of a weird thing i mean it's like you know like i was saying you know to mike you know if my dad happened to be a serial killer and then also worked in the factory then that means if i ever get a job at a factory that automatically makes me a serial killer too like i guess that's the logic of it does but okay so uh i hope not that's why i never filled vending machines like my dad did (laughs) because wait what <laughs> what else happened i mean that's that's like the <laughs> so, so, beginning so, of it like so, so basically okay in a nutshell a two hour and 18 movie <laughs> two hour and 18 minute movie in a nutshell yeah basically okay so uh bruce is has this girlfriend now ex-girlfriend or whatever betty ross Betsy Ross, Betty Ross, Betty Ross, Betty, Betty, yeah, Betty. Betty, Betsy yeah. Ross is the woman that made <laughs> yeah. the flag. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and the, um, so, uh, supposedly, even though that's probably a lie, but anyways, <laughs> um, we're gonna <laughs> not talk about American history, um, <laughs> or American fiction. It's all lies, man. Lies. I'm turning into, uh, David Banner here. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So Nick Nick <laughs> Nolte plays the grown up David Banner, yeah. who gets a job at the lab as a uh, security guard or something at night or well, janitor. janitor or whatever the fuck it is, you know. And he's crazy and he talks like this. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, then he. Uh, wait. Anyways, I'm gonna stop that voice. The uh, <laughs> he he's basically trying to tell. Bruce, what's up? Bruce, there's an accident at one point. Bruce basically, we Bruce turns into the Hulk. Mm-hmm. He gets gamma rays, but we don't know he can turn into the Hulk yet because he hadn't he hasn't gotten angry yet. Um, yeah, he turns into the Hulk at one time and basically destroys the lab. If I remember correctly, yeah, he does. Yeah, so uh, all this stuff gets found out basically that Bruce is the Hulk. Um, Betty's dad. General Thunderbolt Ross. That's his nickname is Thunderbolt in the comics. I don't think they ever refer to him that in the movies. But uh, anyways, um, he uh, he's uh, basically got a vendetta to try to get Bruce and Bruce's dad because of some bullshit that happened years ago when Bruce's dad was crazy. For a movie this long, it doesn't explain shit. It doesn't. It, it's it's like it's happens. boring as fuck, and it doesn't really ex- explain anything. I mean, I respect everybody involved in this movie. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, of Sam Elliott who plays Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's he's the it's Ross for dinner guy and um <laughs> Prancer. Yeah, and he fame. was in he was in uh, Big Lebowski and yeah, he's on the ranch right now on Netflix, which is actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um. Despite the whole uh, Danny Masterson of it all, and um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, we're not going to discuss the uh, 
Yeah. The rapist. Anyways, yeah. um, allegedly. Um, <laughs> gotta be careful. Yes. Um, any kind of, um, yeah. what do you call it? Um, um, def, not def, yeah, defamation or, yeah, or, or libel or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. All what, that shit. All that shit, you know. Slander. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so eventually they try to, you know, there, shit happens. Um, it's so hard to follow. Yeah. Because it's like. It, the movie's all over the fucking place. But see, we don't know what Nick Nolte slash David Banner's intentions for Bruce were because at one point he says that he's been doing. He implies that he's been doing experiments on Bruce to try to create the, the Hulk, like even as he's a child at like three years old. But then when he's taking notes, it says something about like transmission of disease to a child. So then we're left thinking, oh, maybe David Banner has a disease and he's trying to make it so his son doesn't get the same disease he has. But then later on, he's then saying again that he has a cure, but then it's not a cure. He wants him to have the power. It's like it, it just, there's no logic to it at all. Like it's just I don't understand like, the motivation of David Banner at all. There is no motivation. I think yeah. it's just crazy. It's the only thing I could think of. Or like I, like I said, they, maybe there was like ten different stories and then there was no one to take charge and they just like left like pieces of every person's story into this movie and then they just like did like a put it in a bag and shake it up and then there it is there's the movie for you again not trying to be disrespectful but it's just like yeah i don't understand what hap- what was the plot of this movie like i don't understand what david's deal was i don't really understand and I, I don't understand Ross's vendetta against Bruce, frankly, for being a three-year-old child, like, like, wh- how, you know, how is it the fault of a three-year-old child? What his parents do, or what one I of mean, his parents do, like. So, so. <clears throat> but then again, you know, Professor Snape was really mean to Harry Potter just because his dad and him didn't get along in school. So I guess some people are just complete dickheads that they'll just take it out on children of people and then. But but in the end, whatever. Snape was actually trying to protect Harry. So, yeah, but he was you know. still an asshole. Yeah, I know. I mean, Anyways, he was a um, real so <laughs> um, he's misunderstood. No, anyway, no, uh, he's not. <laughs> he was a real dick. But, so um, yeah, the the movie is credited to three different screenwriters. Okay. Which I mean can be a good thing or can be a bad thing because I mean I'm saying that now because I'm currently writing a screenplay and I'm bringing on screenwriters to help me with it. So. Um, <laughs> Could be a good thing or a bad thing, but I mean the story was by one of the screen three screenwriters. Okay, so, but yeah, I just it is just kind of confusing. So basically, in the end, though, they end up letting the Hulk out to escape from this place. <laughs> yeah, they had him held. that was really descriptive. <laughs> they had him held in some military facility <laughs> in the desert, um, kind of near where they used to have the desert town the desert um military yeah. base, a new where a where, new where, base. where bruce was when he was a baby <clears throat> when yeah, they yeah. grew up in this the both him and betty grew up well at least for the first few years yeah. in this um military base slash you know makeshift town or whatever and um what happened was because i think you i don't know if you saw that that scene but what happened was with david when he was put putting all pushing all those levers and stuff he was basically turning up all the radiation, and he created an like uh, explosion. And that's what he did. Oh, okay. they saw this mushroom cloud, but it was all green. 
Yeah. So I guess that was supposed to imply that it was just like a gamma explosion. Oh, okay. That he because basically, you know, to get back at getting fired, he was gonna basically just blow up blow the, up the place. Yeah. yeah. That was his punishment for to you know the people who fired him or or made him discontinue his his great work. I guess the only thing I could think of is that maybe the overarching plan of David was that all along he wanted to be kind of like a superhuman because he kept going into these weird speeches about like going against God's boundaries and like you know like basically like beating nature like that was his big goal in life was to was to prove that he can do he can he can do whatever nature says can't be done and then that the governments and and somehow he got into weird like paleo religions were created a conspiracy to not let you do that i don't i don't know it's something like the ravings of a crazy person but and i guess that's what they were going for kind of but it doesn't it wasn't very well executed in my yeah. opinion because i was like i wasn't sure if we were supposed to know that he's crazy for saying this or if this is what the filmmakers themselves are trying to say like you know what i mean like like I, yeah. you know i wasn't sure what was which was what i don't know yeah it's um don't mean to be too rude about this movie but i, I don't think it. i mean i i mean i think the thing is is we're being too reverent because it's directed by ang lee <laughs> maybe i mean i'm just saying that it's just you know <sighs> and what else happened we skipped the last oh yeah the dogs he's got oh, yeah. dogs a yeah poodle, and yeah he, he experimented on the dogs and they basically became hulk dogs and um at one point he sends them out to like basically attack betty for some reason i think he did that because he wanted bruce to turn yeah, and he knew that would make him angry or scared enough to do that. I don't know, it's, but it's it's still stupid. I mean, my thing is, is, yeah, like, what did Betty do? I mean, well, no, but <laughs> he might have a vendetta against Betty, just like because she's Ross, Ross. Has, because she's a Ross, and just yeah, just as Ross has a vendetta against Bruce that he wants yeah. to kill her or at least scare her enough to, you know, just because you know she's, you know, lineage of this guy who fired him or I don't know, and then. Yeah. Uh, it's just a so there was that scene where he he becomes the Hulk and he goes to her house that's kind of by like a pond or whatever and then the dogs come and there's a fight scene with the dogs and he kills the dogs a lot there's a lot of animal abuse in this movie by the way like they're just they're killing animals left and right here monkeys toads frogs um, dogs um, even maybe a cat I'm not sure but um, mm-hmm. and uh, unicorns. No unicorns. Oh. No. No. So he kills the dogs giraffes. at least. No giraffes. No. None. There Ele- was a monkey, though. Elephants? There was a monkey. No elephants, no. Grizzly bears? Mm-mm, no bears. Um, Tigers? Nope, no tigers. Um, there was, there, frogs? There was a rat, I think, though. Frogs? Yeah, there was frogs that exploded. Okay. Monkeys? There was a monkey, yeah. Dogs? There was dogs. Ruff, ruff. No, they're more like a poodle. Like a, <laughs> no, oh. yeah, they made that sound. They're, oh. they're mad. <laughs> 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 so he kills the dogs, and then he he saves her, and then he uh, that took off that took away all of his energy fighting the dogs. Then he he 
fell into the pond, and then he became Bruce again. And then that's how Betty found out that he was the Hulk, and then her dad found out somehow, and then that's what created the whole thing of, like, them trying to take him into this facility to do all this testing on him. B-plot, B B-side or side-plot was there was this dude who worked for some company and was trying to monetize... Yeah, Glenn Talbot is the name of the character, yeah, played yeah. by Josh Lucas. Yeah, he's yes. trying to get the DNA of the Hulk to make to weaponize it and make a fortune. And he gets killed during like a big fight scene because the Hulk is trying to escape. And yeah. the you know Ross told him specifically to stay in his hospital bed or wherever he was because he got beat up pretty bad by the Hulk earlier. But he wants to make you know millions of dollars, so he's gonna take a chance. So then he took a grenade gun. And try to shoot it at a Bruce. I don't really understand what happened here because the bullet either backfired or the Hulk threw it back at him. I don't know exactly what happened, but the the grenade gun or whatever, the, the grenade basically, you know, blew him up, killed him. It, it was implied at least. And then um, and they showed like this really cheesy comic book graphic as he's like flying after the explosion, you know, killing him or whatever. I don't know. It was It was okay, I guess, but... Sorry, it's really hard to talk about this in an interesting manner because it's yeah, it not is. it's not interesting. It's it's boring as fuck. I'm sorry, this movie is just I, I mean, I remember seeing it in theaters when it first came out and not being as bored as I was this time, but this is probably the third time I've watched the movie. I mean I own the D V D and I've probably never I I think I watched it once with like the audio commentary or something since I bought it. That was probably but, more uh interesting. Yeah, it was. Um I uh because I I think I bought it for like a dollar somewhere. Wow. Or something like on sale. It's like or you know, a used record store or something. But um <laughs> like you think we're skipping yeah. parts of the movie. We're not. This is actually everything that happened in this movie. There's really There was no, a lot of talking. There's no skipping. Yeah, a lot of talking. There was like more more like intense talking in this than like an episode of General Hospital. Yeah. That's probably why it didn't do so. Yeah. Well. I mean, I, I like talking, really, and dialogue, and, but. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I'm all for that. I mean, I'm making some dramas now that are pretty much just talking, but they, they if you do it in an entertaining way, it's okay. Yeah. With a compelling story, but you've got, like, <clears throat> I don't know, just boring. Right. So what else happened? Oh, yeah, because it was implied then, with the whole thing with David Banner. So at one point during these memory sequences, because <clears throat> throughout the movie. Bruce is having dreams about his his early life, and sometimes they're like intentional dreams, like he's put into like a trance like state or whatever. And then we learn that David at one point tried to kill Bruce, which I thought he was either A trying to cure him or B trying to make sure he had powers or C trying to take the power from him. So I'm not sure how murdering a child would somehow take his power. I don't, whatever. And then, yeah. uh, and then he accidentally stabbed his wife in the process of doing that. And then she died, but not right away. She crawled out of the house and then put her hand up as the explosion happened. And I, I guess the explosion is what killed her. I don't know. Yeah. And, then, um, and then in like the future, in the present day or whatever of the film, how's it end? We basically get like there's a, there's a big... <clears throat> Like a really long fight scene, like twenty minute long. Yeah, and that there, before that, there was like a whole like confrontation between uh, the dad and the son, between David and Bruce, <clears throat> and then basically that was just 
David trying to get Bruce to Hulk out. Well, yeah, there was a huge, there was a really long fight scene before that though when he was jumping around a whole bunch. With oh yeah, helicopters. Yeah, and like remember that. that. That lasted a good fifteen minutes. And then they and catch him. They catch him. Yeah. And then they put him. Yeah, they put both in his dad, him and his dad, in like this like warehouse, kind of like a room where they used to store like military jets, like mm-hmm. a really big um, open space, and they have them sitting down. And yeah, they're monitoring them. And like like you said, I guess they're just waiting for them to get Hulk all out I don't or something. Know. Yeah, and then and then his dad picks up a <laughs> picks up a big electrical cord and eats it like it's a Twizzler or something. And then um, I don't know. <laughs> then as they like... turn the power on as he's doing it. <laughs> and like you said, like that was just like to justify killing them. I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like they didn't feel right killing them as humans, but I guess as they turned and it's okay. And then and then Bruce and David fight in some. <sighs> unknown area or somewhere and then they blow it up they yeah they nuke that whole area yeah and they basically think that they killed both of them and then we end the movie with bruce showing up in like south africa yeah or south america or something south not south africa south america not south africa yeah um so yeah that's the plot man so uh that's it i mean we're talking about uh, Shrek has a tizzy, <laughs> a.k.a. Hulk, 2003, directed by Ang Lee. Yep. I'm either uh, David Banner or Alex Jones. I don't know which yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, here's some... Uh, Trivia called from the uh, Internet Movie Database. <laughs> yes. Do yes. It. Okay. Um, okay. A lot of the microbiology work we see on screen is real. Okay. And the work of director Ang Lee's wife. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Edward Norton was approached to play Bruce Banner, but turned it down. As despite being a fan of the Hulk, he didn't like the script. He later accepted the role in The Incredible Hulk. Huh. Okay. Yeah. He didn't like this script, which I'm glad. I wonder why, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. Nick Nolte had grown his hair wildly for the movie when he was arrested on drunk driving charges and photographed for his now infamous mugshot. See, I was wondering, I asked yeah. that, but was that during yeah. his wild Yeah, days? that's what okay. it was, yeah. He was growing out for this movie. Wow. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the movie's what pushed him over the edge. <laughs> um, Ang Lee employed the split-screen technique to cinematically mimic the panels of a comic book page. I liked what he was going for there, but I just... If the movie was more entertaining, it might have worked. Yeah. um, This required many takes of one scene, which was draining for Eric Bana. It took him four takes to film Banner's first Hulk transformation, and by the time of its completion, he was on the verge of collapse. Wow. This is interesting. All of the Hulk scenes were performed in motion capture by Ang Lee. What's that mean? They had Ang Lee in a motion capture suit, which was a suit that you 
it, it's got like a bunch of dots and stuff on it, and then they put it into a computer, and then they can turn that into the animated version of the character. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I mean, it's kind of like how they did Gollum, and uh, and then they do like Rocket Raccoon, and they I think I think they did him with motion capture, but they do a lot of characters with motion capture. That's how they did like uh, you know, like uh, like Thanos and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Um. And then, I mean, there's whole movies that are completely motion capture, like uh, Polar Express and uh, Beowulf, done by Robert Zemeckis, both of those. And that Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. Those animated ones. Yeah. That looked really creepy. Um, (laughs) uh, At times. In the uncanny valley. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the film was in development for 12 years, sufficient time for the CGI to become sophisticated enough to render the visual effects needed. Eh, kind of. Anyways, um... <laughs> well, that's 2003. It was pretty good, yeah. probably, for that, you know, 15, 16 years ago. The, um... Eric Bana commented that the mood during shooting was ridiculously serious and morbid. Mm-hmm. Director Ang Lee explained to him that he was shooting a sort of superhero tragedy and he would be making a whole other movie about the Hulk at that industrial uh, light and magic studios. Ironically, the film was criticized for being overly serious superhero film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sam Elliott accepted the role of uh, general Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross without reading the script because he simply was excited to work with Ang Lee. Um, in the Hulk comics uh, Bruce's father was named Brian Banner he was renamed David Banner in the film as a tribute to the Incredible Hulk TV series in which the Hulk was known as David Banner right um, yeah uh, we did see a cameo with, well not cameo but with Lou Ferrigno and Stan Lee were... yes that was cool um, The house used by uh, Betty Ross was also used in To Kill a Mockingbird. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Billy Crudup had turned down the role of Bruce Banner. Um, Also considered were Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, Jeff Goldblum, (gasps) David Duchovny, and Steve Buscemi. What? What? Steve Buscemi? Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, Ang Lee found... He he thought that the movie the movie was influenced by King Kong, Frankenstein, and Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, Beauty and the Beast, and Faust. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I did see a King Kong reference where he kind of picked her up gingerly and stuff yeah. like that. When the project was in work in the mid-90s, Johnny Depp was originally the top choice to play Bruce Banner. Later on, Billy Crudup was Ang Lee's first choice to play Banner, but he declined the offer. When Tom Cruise was offered the role of Bruce Banner, and then Steve Buscemi, David Duchovny, and Jeff Goldblum were screen-tested for the role. They actually all screen-tested. Weird. Oh, wow. I just don't see Steve Buscemi in the role. I'm sorry. I can see David Duchovny, maybe, but... um. The Hulk doesn't show up in his full form until 42 minutes into the fucking movie. Mm-mm. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, boy. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. The Hulk was originally supposed to be animatronic and not CGI. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd have been interesting. Um Sam Elliott was also in Ghost Rider, another Marvel movie. So um Yeah, um Betty Ross was played by Jennifer Connelly, and, and, and in The Incredible Hulk, she was replaced by Liv Tyler, who played her on-screen sister in Inventing the Abbots. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. These are just interesting little facts here, folks. Uh, yeah. This is, yeah. Um, oh, where was the... This, uh, this fact is interesting here, Matt. Yep. Um, the film holds the record for the largest second-week box office drop for a film... That opened at number one with a 69.7% drop. Wow. From opening week. Yeah. Dang. Um, this is this is something that will make you feel better. The frog was fake. Well, I figured that much. Okay. Just I letting you know. Kill, kill a real frog. No. I just, I just thought I'd let you know that it was fake because, you know, they didn't kill a frog. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno and Stan Lee both have cameos. Yep. So that's the entertaining movie that is Hulk 2003. Yeah. I mean, not 13. I almost said 13. It would have been a lot better if it was It would have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, do you want to take another break here, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, we'll take a break and then we'll come back with some more reviews of the film from the Internet Movie Database. Okay. Those are always fun to read. Yeah, they are. You sound excited, Matt. I'm very excited. You're not angry, are you? I guess we wouldn't like you when you're angry, right? Okay, we're gonna we're, we're, okay. We'll, we'll be back here, folks. Hey, folks. This is uh, Michael E. Cullen the um, second from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called Super. It's called All Too Real. And on that show, what what do we do, Matt? We, we watch biopics, and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or not. So we, we, It was a lot we, more exciting than that, though. Yeah, so, 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 so we we analyze the real story and the real story. Get it? Get it? Real. You know? Yeah, they're, they're spelled differently, yeah. folks. You can guess which one I said which way. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, so uh, sometimes we have a guest, sometimes we don't. Um, but we uh, talk about great, great, uh, great movies like uh, Shattered Glass yes. and The Social Network and... Uh, a futile and stupid gesture, among others. Um, those are some of the ones that we've covered so far, and uh, we're going to cover a lot more. So uh, please uh, subscribe on Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, find your great, fun podcasts. And be sure to share it with your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it. And make sure you're not afraid to get all too, too real. real. Bye-bye. And we are back. So, yeah, the Hulk, our Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm. This movie makes me angry. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to Hulk out, though. Mm. No. No, I'm not. I'm not going to bulk out either. No. The amazing bulk. Yes, we have to watch that sometime. I no, I'm joking. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's uh, take a look at some reviews from the Internet Movie Database here, Matt. Sure. Okay. I'm going to start with a one-star review. 
Um, this is uh, from Belle et la B from uh, May 13th of 2007. Warning, spoilers, folks. <laughs> the headline is, I got so angry I thought I'd turn into the Hulk. <laughs> I admit I've never read the Hulk comic books, but I didn't read Spider-Man either, and I know I loved those movies, including the third one. But this one, oh, it redefines crap. I would rather watch Daredevil or the Fantastic Four than sit through this garbage. First off, it's far too long. And I'm one of those people who would like to see a long, accurate Harry Potter. I was almost falling asleep in my chair, even during the action scenes. Second, towards the ending, where he keeps having those weird dream sequences, I don't really know how to describe them, but I remember I kept saying, okay, let's move on now. And finally, I don't remember how he beat his dad, whatever villain he was, but I'm surprised that he was able to beat him and escape to Mexico, question mark, question mark, question mark. What the hell was up with that? Oh, God, I don't wish this movie upon anybody. Go see something better like dot, 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 anything else. <laughs> well, well, just one clarification. <coughs> Defeat his dad by giving him all of his radiation. Yes. what happened. So, or at least that's what it looked like. So, Okay, here's another uh, one-star review from Uga Ploob. Uga Ploob. Okay. This is from uh, June 16th, 2003, right around the time the movie came out. Skip it. Guys, this movie is terrible. The trailers are bad. The movie is worse. I saw a screening of it, and it is terrible. The cheesy special effects were bad. The father-son storyline between the Hulk and his dad has been played over and over hundreds of different movies. Really, it has? I don't know about that. (laughs) This movie offered nothing fresh and some really corny one-liners. You'll be smarter to put your money towards a more promising-looking movie like Terminator 3 (laughs) (laughs) that will actually have a story. I'll give him that. I actually do enjoy Terminator 3 better than this movie. But um, the Hulk could... The the Hulk, you could tell, was a CGI... A CG effect. And how else could they do it? They did the Predator from Predator as makeup costume, and it looked totally realistic the Hulk here stands out like a sore thumb a really bad love story mixed with cheesy subplots plus bad CG effects add some corny action equal a really bad movie save your money for popcorn and pop for a different movie because this movie was just awful 1 out of 10 okay harsh Harsh. This movie actually does have a lot of good reviews. Oh, really? On here. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, and this one I kind of agree with. I mean, I don't. I agree with what they're saying here. This is uh, from December of 2011 um, from Luke 070069. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> 
It's an eight out of ten. Okay. Okay. It says wrong market, right idea. I feel bad for this movie. It was destined to be disliked. For a start, it's a readaptation of a comic book which has never done well enough for diehard fans of them, leading to them being and being angry with the film's crew. It also had the problem of being complicated for a relatively simple audience who expected a blockbuster to equate to more things blowing up. Um, from an objective standpoint, this is a fine movie that is beautifully composed and deals with many themes and a gripping plot. The CGI is not as bad as everyone seems to think it is. I don't watch a movie to see a green man constructed from images, but from his character, his dialogue, his personality. The comic book style editing and interesting soundtrack go quite well with this adaptation and the once famous Hulk. Instead of a traditional blockbuster, which would have been a fast-paced action flick with unnecessary humor... It was a movie with depth that made you think slightly. It is a movie about a green man in, a pur- in purple shorts, lest we forget. Compared to its reboot filled with cliched characters and predictable ending between two biological beasts, one using his powers for good and the other for evil, he has to face something more than the U.S. Army, the source of his evil. Mm-hmm. See, I could have agreed with that if that's actually what they wanted to do with it, it and just, not do both at the same time. And it just—I no. mean, I understand that if it just wasn't written well. Mm-hmm. I mean, no offense to the people that wrote it. I just it, the pacing was bad, and mm-hmm. and there wasn't enough explanation for things. I mean, or sometimes there's too much, and then there wasn't enough. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. I mean, that's my main issue with it. I think that's about all I'm going to read as far as reviews go because a lot of them are just, you know, treading over the same area. So yeah. it's not, you know, there's no point. But, I mean, basically, you could either see this as a deep, you know, philosophical film, which I can see that they were trying to be, but I don't think that they properly did it. Would you recommend anybody watch this movie, Matt? No, not really. I wouldn't. Me either, really. I mean, even though I've seen it three times now at least. So we'll see. I wouldn't even watch this <clears throat> like, just kind of staying up late and like just kind of just chilling out like on a couch. I wouldn't even have yeah. this on while I'm doing something else, like playing a video game or something like that. I just, because it would be so, like, something's it's okay to have something boring that's on, but something that's like too boring, even though you're not paying attention to it, it's still, yeah. it's like it almost like makes you angry a little bit, like, because like, mm, this no thing. No pun is, intended. Yeah. This thing's so like boring. <laughs> why do I, why do I even have this thing like on? Like, yeah. It almost makes you, yeah, angry, like you said. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd really recommend it to anybody. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I was on a desert island and this was the only movie that I had, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I'd have electricity on this desert I mean, island. It's, 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 it's entertainment to some degrees. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm still, I, I still never understood that. You know, oh, you yeah. can, you can bring one movie on a desert island. What would it be? And my thing is, is. First off, where am I getting the fucking electricity to watch this fucking movie? Right. It's because they kidnap you and they just put you in this, this little space. <laughs> they got, you know, they got enough electricity just for you to watch a movie. 
Oh, it's okay. Like, it's like a, it's almost like then they're monitoring you to see what you know how you react. It's like a, it's like a, almost like a psychological test, you know. Yeah. That's what they mean by that. I guess. So I thought this was always like a good thing. No. Yeah. Not okay. No. I'm sad. It was now. all meant to test you to see how you would react. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're all just you know monkeys in a glass cage being monitored by other I don't know that I lost that analogy but despite all my rage I am still just a rat in a cage despite all of my rage I am Billy Corgan who became a crazy right winger Alex Jones fan yes sorry it doesn't rhyme but <laughs> it didn't I no. thought that did <laughs> I love how Billy, I know it's like totally yeah. off tangent, but I love how he's like, <clears throat> so like if you listen to like any of the early Smashing Pumpkin stuff and you know, it's all about like rebelling against authority and, and you know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to be the man I want to be. I don't you know want, you know, be dictated, you know, how I'm going to be, you know, like, you know, cause he was like, you know, poetic and, you know, like, you know sincere or whatever the word you know uh, sensitive you know so he he you know he's not like the traditional masculine man but now he goes on Alex Jones like a few years ago and he's talking about like yeah i remember when i was a kid and we watched tv shows and the father was always like a really strong and masculine figure and and now you know he's always like a bumbling buffoon and you know it like makes you like hate men and stuff like that but, but i thought your songs you were talking about how you didn't want to be the patriarchal figure that was a good thing but now you're saying it's a bad thing but that's what you yourself were trying to emulate what is now happening but now it's a bad thing because it's on tv huh like like i don't understand the but, logic here but like, just, just remember matt the world is a vampire yes. sent to drain yes anyway so um <laughs> sorry can i take one more thing yeah sure go ahead <laughs> This reminds me, I don't know why, I'm all over the place now, just because I want some something entertaining to come out of this fucking yes. thing. Okay, so there's this, there's this line, and you remember the movie Bowfinger with Steve Martin and, yeah, and Heather? Um, it's my third favorite movie and, of all time. Yeah, Heather Heather Graham Yeah, Eddie Murphy, obviously, obviously Eddie Murphy. Yes. Okay, so there's this line where he's, he's like, he's, he's like really likes the Heather Graham character, and he's trying to like impress her and stuff like that, and... She says, um, oh, I, you know, I'm trying to get like, just, you know, figure out like what her, what she's interested in. She goes, yeah, I love, I love smashing the smashing pumpkins. He goes, oh yeah, me too. If we can go get some, like he thought literally smashing pumpkins. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite lines ever of a movie. Like, like uh, oh, chubby rain. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, yes. If you, if you have a choice between watching Hulk and Bowfinger. Oh yeah, watch Bowfinger. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Anyways, um, so anything else before we wrap things up here? No, just just you know, look out for the crisis. It's coming. Yes. Dum dum dum. <laughs> okay. And until next time, same uh, all too real <laughs> time. Yeah. Uh, same all too real channel. I've been Michael E. Cullen the second, uh, and I am Matthew um, Oliver Queen. I, I don't know. Um, you're, you're Matthew I'm Haas. Matthew Haas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two podcast. 
A Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now